aloha, and welcome to my Messy Little Life podcast. This is episode 25, season finale. When my life coach asked me to be a guest on her podcast, the Widowed Mom podcast, I was flattered. Then I was nervous. Then I was terrified. What if I sound like an idiot? What if I don't know what to say? What if everyone laughs at me? What if I cry? She emailed me a list of potential questions she might ask during the interview ahead of time. I studied the list and prepared each answer carefully. I rehearsed my words over and over again. I wanted everything to go perfectly. Then I started to hear that annoying voice in the back of my mind. Are you crazy? What are you doing? You're just going to talk about yourself in front of the whole wide world? I started to second guess myself, but I had already committed and God forbid I let someone down. We met on Zoom for the interview and chatted a bit beforehand. Once I felt comfortable, we got started. She introduced me and asked me something simple, like, how did you and your husband meet? I practically fell into a trance. I couldn't even look at her at first and just started talking and talking and talking. I was telling her everything from meeting to falling in love to challenges in our marriage and our separation until the next thing I knew I was telling her in detail all the events leading up to how he died. It was like I word vomited all over the interview. She asked me a few other questions which I answered and before I knew it we were wrapping up and then we were done. I thought to myself, what a mess. I really blew it. Who knows what I even just said. I was kind of horrified. Then she sent me a private message that read, you did great. I did? She's just saying that to make me feel better. I had to wait a few weeks for the episode to go live. And in that time, I started having serious second thoughts. I kept telling myself that nobody I know has to hear it. I could just not share it with friends or family, not post it on social media, and just pretend the whole thing never happened. I had knots in my stomach just thinking about it. I thought about taking it all back and changing my mind, but it was too late. I was counting down the days until it would become available. And when it was, I listened. I was walking my usual path along the beach with my AirPods in, but I didn't pay any attention to the view. I was laser focused on what I was hearing. I was holding my breath and waiting to be humiliated, but I wasn't. It was actually kind of great. I sounded articulate and intelligent. I sounded relatable. And I thought to myself, I want to do that again. And then I shared it with everyone I knew. From there, 
I found myself toying with the idea of starting my own podcast someday. I would mention it in passing, kind of as a joke or to test how it sounded when I said it out loud. And every time I did, I would get a huge smile on my face. I would secretly Google things like how to start a podcast, how to record a podcast, how to publish a podcast, until finally my tapping coach asked me, so what's the first step? Busted. She always has a way of holding me accountable that I secretly love. The next thing I knew, I was not only picking a name for my podcast, but I was recording my first episode. All the while, my brain was saying, who do you think you are? Nobody's going to listen to you. Who cares what you have to say? You're not special. You're just a nobody. You should just quit while you're ahead. It seemed like a no-brainer that my first episode would be titled My Widow Story, which was essentially the same story I told on the Widowed Mom podcast during the interview. I was just as nervous this time as I was then, but I managed to get it all out in one take. Me and technology don't really mix, so I try not to have to do a lot of editing and complicated stuff. Thank God for the Anchor app, which even I can use. After I recorded my first episode, I felt excited and nauseous and nervous and really proud. I posted it in several grief and widow support groups on Facebook, as well as my own personal page. I posted it on Instagram and again sent it to everyone I knew. I had, and still have, a lot to learn about how it all works, how to put myself out there and get more people to listen. There's something humbling about marketing yourself. I had to learn all about Instagram and how to use hashtags. The more I looked up different hashtags, the more I found entire communities of people like me, people who were also widows, who were also grieving, who also lost someone they loved to suicide, people who lived with anxiety, who were solo parenting, who had experienced childhood trauma, who are boy moms, and on and on and on. It opened up a whole new world for me. Not to give myself more labels, I already have enough of those, but to know that I'm not the only one, which is exactly what I was trying to do with my podcast. So each week, I would come up with different topics to talk about, which isn't as easy as you would think. I am great at coming up with fantastic, catchy titles. And then, after writing a few paragraphs, I start asking myself, what's my point? What am I trying to say? And does this even make any sense? I almost always want to scratch the whole thing and start over again. I have a love-hate relationship with writing. It all sounds brilliant and magical in my head, but I have a hard time getting it down on paper and finding colorful, descriptive words other than the same boring ones I tend to use. In the beginning, after recording each episode, I would feel physically unwell. I would have a headache, 
or a stomach ache, or I would feel anxious, or sometimes all of the above. I would wonder if this was really helping me, or if it was more like reliving the trauma. If this was what growth feels like, or if it was causing more harm than good. I just wanted to help people, to let them know that I get it, that I feel that way too. Something kept telling me to keep going, that this is part of the process, this is doing the work, and that it would help me too. So I kept going, and more and more people were listening. It was exciting, and every time I would wonder why I was doing it, I would receive a comment or a message from someone that would make me want to stick with it. So I kept talking about random topics and whatever would come up in my everyday life. I would try to remind myself that I can talk about anything I want, that it doesn't have to be about suicide or grief. After all, it's called my messy little life, not my dead husband. But somehow, it seemed that everything in my life tended to relate back to my husband and the fact that he died. Even if it was just as a mile marker or a point of reference like, before my husband died. Along the way, I've often wondered if consistently writing about and talking about my husband, Brian, keeps grief in the forefront of my mind. I've wondered if talking about his suicide and how our lives have been affected by that keeps me stuck in a widow state of mind. I've wondered if posting and following the topics that I do on social media is preventing me from moving forward in some way, only looking for the loss and not focusing on all the progress and the growth. I've wondered if it's safer to stay in this place that feels awful yet familiar rather than venture out into something scary and new. I thought this would be a good place to pause and come up for air, to take some time to myself before recording more, to take a step back and reflect, to recognize how far I've come and where I want to go next and what I want the podcast to look like going forward. But also just to be for a little while, to explore what it might feel like to identify as a human and not necessarily as a widow, to work on being present and continuing to grow as a person and maybe decide what I want to be when I grow up. And while I'm gone, I'll be thinking about every single one of you all 2,236 people who have listened to me talk about random and raw and extremely personal things and how grateful I am to have so much support. If I've made at least one other person feel less alone and a little more normal, I've succeeded and it's all been worth it. So for a little while, maybe a few weeks or a couple months, I plan on continuing to do the hard work and practicing a lot of self-care so that I have plenty of material to talk about when I return. Thank you so much for listening 
and for being part of my journey. In Hawaii, we don't say goodbye. We say ahui ho, which means until we meet again. So until next time, take good care. Aloha.